Cambridge Crimes, Missing on Duty. Told and researched by Fonz Chamberlain. Police Constable Thomas Lamb was one of three police officers employed to keep the peace in the parish of Huntington. It was on the evening of Wednesday, the 22nd of December, 1841. Lamb was scheduled to work the night shift, with it ending at 4am. Lamb began his shift at 7pm at the Huntington Police Station, which at that time was located on the High Street. Records show on that night Lamb was asked to produce his appointments, which were his handcuffs and truncheon, for inspection by a superior officer. It was also noted that he was issued with a hat, greatcoat, tunic and lamp. Later that evening, a witness remembered seeing Lamb standing on the Huntington side of the town bridge between 8 and 9 p.m. They said he was standing just past the second arch and described him looking into the water with his head on his arm. The witness also said they had spoken to Lamb in a form of agreeing and Lamb had acknowledged them. The next sign was after midnight the following morning, Thursday the 23rd of December. PC James Bradshaw reported how he had met Lamb in the station house and there was nothing out of the ordinary about his behaviour and even said he believed Lamb to be in his usual health and spirits. Bradshaw had informed Lamb that he had just seen a female lodger from the Rising Sun Inn entering the pub drunk. Bradshaw advised Lamb to keep an eye on the premises at that time, owned by William Shippey Jr. At the end of his shift, Lamb failed to return to the station and this led to a search being made at first light. Suggestions had been made that maybe he had become unhappy with his job and just packed up and left the area. This idea was soon ruled out because on investigating his accommodation, they discovered all his clothes and property. Another suggestion was that he had a lady friend in Charis and could have gone to visit her. On investigation, the lady in question reported she had not seen or had Lamb visit for several months. Lamb was due two weeks pay on the 24th of December. He was also due to receive a Christmas bonus of two pound. After the two other suggestions both led to dead ends, another possibility came forward that he had fell in the river. He was not known to be depressed, although at the time the job was known to be very stressful. Bradshaw had already confirmed he was in good spirits, so the idea of suicide was quickly ruled out. Another fact that had come forward was that Lamb had been a witness to an assault, which was due to be heard in court the following week. The incident had taken place at the Queen's Head Public House at roughly 8.30pm on Saturday the 10th of December 1841. Reports detailed that William Shippey Sr became involved with an argument with an elder gentleman who was recorded as being called Y. Shippey left the pub and then returned with his two sons, William Jr and Edmund. 
a fire occurred between them and the landlord, John Chatterton, had called for the police. It was PC Lamb and Bradshaw who attended and after a scuffle, William Senior was arrested. They walked him to the police station with him putting up a struggle all the way and a large crowd following. The reports say outside the station, Edmund Shippey tried to free his father, leading to PC Bradshaw being assaulted. It was only with help from the public, Edmund Shippey was also arrested and taken into custody. Father and son were both charged and bailed to appear in front of an Underton magistrate. After Lamb had still not been located, all parties involved in that incident were questioned but all denied any knowledge and there was no evidence to say they were involved. The river was dragged repeatedly with nothing being found. In hope for information, a five pound reward was offered by the watch committee to anyone who found Lamb dead or alive. On the 1st of January, 1842, the top hat of Lamb was found in rushes at the water's edge near the village of Hartford. On Wednesday, the 16th of February, 1842, at about midday, Samuel Hilliam was standing on the Underton side of the river near the bridge, and he noticed something he later described as the shape of a human head in the water under the second arch. Hilliam stopped some passers-by, and together they lent a bow and rowed out to the arch. On arrival to the location in the war, they found the body of PC Thomas Lamb. Mr. Hilliam tied string around the body and managed to pull it to shore. The body was still dressed in police uniform. It was then removed once on the shore to the windmill public house, which was located nearby. The police and coroner were informed and a post-mortem was requested. It was both William Ward and Mr. Foster who carried out the detailed examination of the body. Their findings found no sign of violence. On the afternoon of the 17th of February, an inquest was held. The jury returned a verdict of found drowned. The fact that the officer's body had not been found earlier, despite the area it was located being dragged a number of times, wasn't seen as suspicious. The suggestion came forward that the weight of his greatcoat, truncheon, lamp and keys had kept him weighed down in the bottom of the river. Records show his handcuffs were never located. Thirty years then passed by and a man named John Nagus came forward saying he had witnessed PC Lamb's murder. It was in June 1867 Nagus appeared before a court where he was convicted of forgery and sentenced to five years in prison. It was why he was imprisoned. He was able to reflect on his life and one particular incident that had long haunted him. In December 1841, Nagus was 15 years old and was working as a painter and decorator. He was living with his father in God Manchester. He said it was about 2.30 a.m. when Lamb was murdered. Nagus said he had been in the company of a prostitute in Priory Lane and was now returning home. On approaching the town bridge, he witnessed 50 yards in the distance, a group of five people leaving. 
the Rising Sun Public House. He named them as William Shippey Jr., Edmund Shippey, William Shippey Jr.'s wife, and a fourth person he didn't know, and of course, P.C. Lamb. Nagus wasn't sure if Lamb was unconscious or dead, but his head was to one side and he was being dragged to the bridge, reaching the second arch. His body was then thrown into the water. After the information was passed to the Huntington police, the case was reopened. The first task was to relocate all the suspects, something that wasn't going to be an easy task after 30 years. Also, by that time, the rising sun had been demolished and it was a known fact that some of the suspects were now dead. One lead that was followed is that Edmund Shippey had changed his name to Edward Brodnell and was living in Northampton. In July 1871, Detective Sergeant Stewart travelled to Northampton and with a Sergeant Smith went to locate the man known as Edward Brodnell. Stewart approached Brodnell and said, I am a Sergeant of the Police from Huntington. Is your name Ed Shippey? The reply was, it is. Shippey was tried the same year and pleaded not guilty. During the trial, some of the statements told by Nagus fell into doubt. There had been no marks of violence and there was no signs of suffocation. A reward had also been offered. Was this a temptation? Why didn't Nagus raise the alarm at the time? And did he not name the fourth person to stop the defence calling him in as a witness? The judge in his summing up told the jury Shippey could be acquitted if there was not the evidence to justify a verdict of unlawful murder. It took the jury just two minutes to return the verdict, not guilty. Cambridge Crimes, Missing on Duty, told and researched by Fonz Chamberlain.